Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that could be a lot of money, but are your medical bills accurate? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, or fraud. Now, you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Check them out online, healthlock.com. Go there today. Now, nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter of a tank of gas if you're lucky. You know what it will get you, though? For just $20 a month, you can get unlimited talk and text and plenty of 5G data from my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Make the switch today, and if you do it today, you save an additional 50% off your first month. They use the same 5G network, same cell towers as the big carriers, and most families saving close to $1,000 a month. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, that's Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. Hey, what if your home's title, which is the legal document that proves you own your home, is in some criminal's name? Well, that's called home title theft, and criminals all over the world can find your home's title online, and then they'll forge your signature, they'll take out loans against your home, or even worse, sell your home. Now, how do you know some criminal is not taking over the title to your home? You can find out with sign up at HomeTitleLock.com and use the promo code Sean, S-E-A-N. Hey, it's Linda from The Hannity Show here. And as you know, Sean and I never promote the stock market or investing in it. But now we've discovered Dr. Richard Smith and his incredible financial software tools. It's trusted by thousands to track over $20 billion of investments. So if you're planning for your retirement and have any money at all invested in the stock market, go to Hannity.com forward slash retirement. All right, glad you're with us. Happy Monday. And write down our toll-free telephone number. It is 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of this extravaganza. Look, it is not complicated to understand what is going on with the Democrats. They, this to them might be worse. Mueller, no collusion, no obstruction than the loss in 2016. Like like Trump winning in 2016, they did not see any of this coming. They did not think in their wildest imagination Trump had a shot. And I, I, one night I'm just going to do a, 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 an election 2016 media, media reaction segment where we're going to go through the night and how the media went from absolutely being giddy and just the happiest people they thought they knew the exit polls confirmed that they were right. Donald Trump had not, according to the exit polls, won a single solitary state. And they were ap- ecstatic. I mean, this was like omnipotent ecstasy. You know, a, a heavenly choir was singing to them, yes, we beat him. And Hillary was going to be president. We did the impossible. And, and yes, we can. And You know, we're going to shove it right down Donald Trump's throat that he lost. He lost. Loser. L. Loser. And then the night starts unfolding. But remember, so the exit polls come out. And I actually called the candidate at the time, Donald Trump, as soon as I saw them. 
And I, I remember what I said to him. I said, right now your staff is in another room and they're about to draw straws in terms of who gets the task of coming in and telling you the horrible news. And that was that you didn't win a single state. You didn't win Florida, North Carolina, Virginia, Ohio, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania. It was over. That's what the exit polls showed. Hillary Clinton was going to be the next president. Then I told him the story of 2004. Those same exit polls showed that John Kerry was going to be the next president. That Bush and Cheney lost Ohio and Florida and probably a lot more. And at 535 on Election Day, that was 2004, this radio program got a call from then-Vice President Dick Cheney with a certain degree of urgency asking the people in the panhandle in southwest Florida and others in Florida and people in Hamilton County and people in Ohio to get out and to vote because he had read the same thing I had read. And we know that John Kerry never became president. So I told that to Donald Trump. I said, sit tight. Nobody knows. I know this. You don't poll the same as any other politician. And I was right. And I really believe that I never I never for a second. I, I, the amount of the amount of credibility I put in those exit polls at that point was next to zero. I, I just have been through it too often. I've seen it happen time and time again. We just saw it again unfold in Israel when they had the election for prime minister. Those exit polls, Channel 10, Channel 2, Channel whatever, all said that it looked like Prime Minister Netanyahu was was headed towards a massive defeat. Well, no, it was one of his biggest margins of victory ever. And they didn't see it coming. So if you watch election night and you watch just the media, they come on the air. Now, you're not allowed to talk about exit polls, supposedly, when you go on the air. You know, you're supposed to maybe use a little bit of anecdotal information like early signs are showing that voters uh male voters went for trump by this percentage versus female voters going to hillary i mean everything is demographically broken down etc etc so you're hearing that but there was a skip there was a bounce in their step there was a, a a happiness bordering on giddy and and just downright frankly, orgasmic almost for some of these people in the media. It was like the thrill up their leg all over again. And they they wanted, they had never thought for a second Donald Trump could win. And as the night unfolds, now, my little private story is this. I don't work on election nights at Fox. I, I don't want to work. They dragged me in one election year and I was miserable because I don't I want to do my thing on election night. My thing is having multiple computers, multiple TVs, having a beer, eating, you know, bad food and and going and looking at results county by county with the percentage needed for in based on past history for Republicans to win. I'm always focused, for example, Hamilton County. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at that particular county in Ohio. I'm looking at northern Ohio, Cuyahoga County. I'm looking in Florida. Okay, the panhandle information comes in an hour later. What's the turnout in the panhandle 
Uh, how is Southwest, Naples, Fort Myers, Sarasota? What, what are those numbers looking like? Heavily, you need big turnout if you're going to have any potential for a big night. And then I'm also looking at Broward and Palm Beach counties because all the shenanigans that always go on in, in those county, counties historically. You know, we all learned in 2000, dimpled, pimpled, you know, scattered, smothered and covered, um, hanging, swinging, dangling chads. It was ridiculous. And so we we know what can happen. And believe it or not, in in some states, every vote really does matter. And I'll never forget the 2000 night either. Anyway, so the media comes on. A lot of them started their coverage as they were getting this information from the exit polls. And if you watch their their demeanor, the happiness, the joy, the orgasmic delivery of their information, because they think they know they think they think they have information. So they want to act like. I think I'm pretty safe in in making this bet. All they're doing is reading the exit polls, but they're not telling you, but you can tell by their demeanor that they read the same crap that everybody else is reading. And I remembered, so that election night, I had, uh, I, like usual, I'm home, and I frankly had had a, a kind of knockdown drag out with Fox this particular year because... I was told, well, you you need to be on the air. You basically, you know, you you're the one who's been leading the refrain saying, yeah, Donald Trump is in this and he can win. And we want to hear what you have to say. You're, I said, the audience is going to win here. I said, well, the audience can hear me the next night when I'm back in my regular time slot. Because otherwise I sit there in the green room. I get maybe three minutes on the air and I'm like, this is a waste of my time. I am not getting the information I want. So I'm home and um all of a sudden, things start to change. All of a sudden, I'm beginning to notice Wisconsin. Now, Wisconsin, I know really well because of Scott Walker's elections. I mean, this guy had, what, three elections in four years. I mean, it was ridiculous at one point. But he had, he had built a Republican paradigm, a model for a conservative to win in Wisconsin. And that was, so I'm, I'm watching... You know, I'm looking at, okay, what was the governor's race? What were the numbers? What were the turnouts? Where are the areas that we need to have turnout for Trump versus, say, Hillary? What were the Obama turnout numbers in the previous two elections? Um, Then all of a sudden, I'm paying very close attention. What is the turnout in Philly for, for Pennsylvania to go blue? There has to be a big turnout in the cities, especially in and around the Philadelphia area. You know, on the outskirts... You know, if you look at Philly county by county, there's a lot of red in Pennsylvania. Um, And, you know, was the turnout unusually high in some of the less populated, but nonetheless Republican areas of of Pennsylvania? So I'm looking at that. Then I begin, I mean, really, it just sort of came in on the periphery that Michigan might actually be in play. Because I'm also on the phone with people that are really weird and stupid like me and just love and obsess over trying to figure out what's actually going on on the ground versus the narrative that the fake news media is putting out. But I was following the giddiness all night, and it's around 8 o'clock at night, and I'm beginning to notice a shift in tone. Because there are, whether they like it or not, they have some, every network has some smart person that is actually going county by county that understands the history. The person that I will say is the most knowledgeable of this is probably Michael Barone, because Michael Barone can actually tell you 
what district voted for Kennedy and and by what percentage in 1960 over Nixon? I mean, that's how that's how deep his knowledge base goes. For me, I need to actually have printed out before me all the previous years, so I referred to that because I don't have it etched in my memory the way he does. It's actually un- an unbelievable amount of data that he stores in his head. So these all these people, then all of a sudden, I'm beginning to see, uh, I, I said there's a turn, and I'm talking to other people that, like me, follow this the same way. We're all seeing the same thing at the same time. Now, at the time, I had the candidate, Donald Trump, he had a cell phone. I called him. I said, you're in this. And the word for, how do you know? Just, just sit tight. This is not what they said it is. This is, you're going, and very early, we figured out that we thought we were going to win Florida. I remember thinking that. And then I remember they stopped reporting at 98% on election night. And then I'm looking at North Carolina, and I'm making calls to Meadows and people that really know the state of North Carolina, and they're saying, hold, hold, hold the, the press. This North Carolina is moving right towards Trump. And he was the one that first told me North Carolina is going to be Donald Trump's. And I said, okay, North Carolina was on the list that he lost. All right, if he, they're wrong there, where else are they wrong? And then Florida began to look very, that I'm hearing the turnout models, the lines were massive in the panhandle. And that the turnout that we had heard originally in the day in southwest Florida, because Don Jr. called this program about 545 that afternoon, and he said the turnout in southwest Florida is awful. And the same with the panhandle. It turns out none of those reports were true at all. Um, just the opposite had occurred. So, and then I remember I got a call from Fox. Once they started saying Ohio, Florida, Michigan's in play, Pennsylvania's in play, Wisconsin. I think it was after Wisconsin. Then I got yelled at for not being there. And after they were done yelling, they said, well, you have a studio close to your home. Go. I said, I can't. I'm drinking beer and I'm... I'm in a sweatshirt and T-shirt, sweatpants and T-shirt and a baseball hat. And I said, I just had like three beers. I'm not going on TV. Call in now. That's an order. I was told those words. So I called in with why Donald Trump won. But, but, but the point of this story is simple, is that I think the media, as traumatized as they were on Election Day 2016, they are more traumatized now. Because they thought Mueller had him. They thought Mueller, the fix was in. They were going to nail him for conspiring with Russia. They were going to impeach him and that Mueller was going to do it for them. They are now in the midst of a huge denial. And their go-to is the new narrative, which is rage over Bill Barr. Bill Barr did the right thing. And if Mueller wants to testify, good luck to him. He is going to be grilled at a level he's never experienced in his entire life about why didn't you bring up the dossier if he's supposed to be, you know, all these other. When did you know that there was no conspiring or collusion? All right, we'll get to all this. I'm going to explain more as uh, we continue. 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. This is now officially, you know, Donald Trump derangement rage psychosis. That's how bad this is for Democrats. They can't handle it. By the way, it is confirmed what we've been telling you about this DNC operative conspiring with Ukraine. It's all true with 
with evidence. What's up, everybody? Linda, executive producer from The Sean Hannity Show, here to talk to you about your money, your retirement. Your money is like your health. It's something that you don't think about until you need it. So many people make disastrous retirement mistakes, and they're retiring without enough money, and that is just wrong. But have no fear. Meet one of the most incredible financial minds in America, Dr. Richard Smith. And Richard's extraordinary tools are trusted by thousands of Americans to track over $20 billion in the stock market. And his tools can help you reset your retirement. You're going to be hearing a lot from Sean and me about Richard. And literally, we have never endorsed any financial software until now. Why? Well, because some of his customers say he's created lightning in the bottle. So go see for yourself. Go to Hannity.com retirement. That's Hannity.com forward slash retirement. All right, just to go full circle on all of this. um, So what's happening now is the left's cry which is Bill Barr, you know, have him locked up. It is all rooted in the same built-up hopes and fantasies and real belief that Donald Trump had broken the law and that Robert Mueller was going to throw the book at Donald Trump. Now, remember, Ken Starr had a list of 11 specific felonies that Bill Clinton could be charged with an exact list. You know, the idea that it says no one from the Trump campaign conspired, colluded, whatever with the Russians. It, 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 it is now the fourth time that conclusion has been gotten to FBI's nine month investigation before Mueller. Then the House Intelligence Committee conclusion. Then the Bipartisan Senate Committee conclusions. Now it's the Mueller Report conclusions. And then for them to try and thread the needle and say, but he obstructed. He obstructed. You know, if they cared about obstruction, well, then they would care about Hillary's 33,000 deleted, subpoenaed emails that were bleach bit and devices busted up and SIM cards removed with a real underlying crime. They don't care about that. If they cared about collusion, I just broke some news. We're confirming right now. It is confirmed a DNC operative conspired with Ukraine and we have evidence for the 2016 election to help Hillary. They don't care. They don't care about the Me Too, I Believe movement, only if you can bludgeon a high school student, Kavanaugh, not the attorney, uh, the lieutenant governor of the Commonwealth of Virginia, uh, no I believers for real allegations of rape and violent sexual assault. They're full of it. Selective moral outrage. Hey, guys, this is Linda, executive producer for The Sean Hannity Show. You might also know me as Sean's daily sparring partner now that he's a ninja, of course. Well, today I'm here to tell you about how to fight for your retirement. And that's right, fight. There's a huge crisis in America. Millions of people are retiring without enough money. And don't make that you. We have one of the brightest financial minds to help you make sure your investments for your future retirement are on the right track. And I'm talking about Dr. Richard Smith, the founder of Tradesmith. His mission is to help Americans be more financially literate make better investment decisions, and avoid the catastrophic mistakes that could cause your retirement to be a disaster. Thousands of people trust Dr. Smith's investment tools to track over $20 billion in the stock market. And I'm telling you, you should too. When we're talking about retirement, you're in a financial fight for your future. Do yourself a serious favor, folks. Register right now for Dr. Smith's special online event, The Great Retirement Reset. Go to Hannity.com forward slash retirement. That's Hannity.com forward slash retirement. Eliminate the stress and worry of investing in the stock market. Register now at Hannity.com forward slash retirement. 
All right, 25 now till the top of the hour. So why did I go through this long explanation of psychologically how this has impacted the 99% of the media mob that they did not see election 2016 coming? There was nobody except for a few of us saying, yeah, Donald Trump can win. Get your ass out and vote. That's what we were saying. That was my message. He absolutely can win. Now, it's always harder for a Republican candidate to win the presidency, which is why they now want to get rid of the electoral system. And they would they want to go to New York, New Jersey, the cities, you know, with the highest populations of liberals determining every election outcome. It would be. New York, California, uh, Illinois, and New Jersey. Do you favor doing away with the Electoral College? I think when you have a guy in the White House right now who received three million votes less than his opponent, something is fundamentally wrong. Yeah, okay. Uh, You know what? That's their problem. Now, do you really think all of those red states, do you think Montana, do you think... uh, Alabama, Tennessee, you know, all these. Do you think they're going to stay a part of a union where, let's see, New York, California, New Jersey and Illinois decides the president every time? There's no incentive for them to ever stay ever if they'll have no say in their federal government. Our framers, they understood all of this. They said as much. In order to more, form a more perfect union, establish justice, ba 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 ba, it's it's all there. So now that the population centers are well, although it's very interesting to watch that New York, New Jersey, Illinois, California, they're losing, you know, tens of thousands of people every week, month, and year because people are leaving. Why are they leaving? Because of burdensome regulation and burdensome taxation. That's why, you know, that you see the mass migration, you know, Texas alone, Florida alone, both nearly picked up 400,000 people moving into their states because they are absorbing the population from the high tax states and they have zero federal income tax. Nashville is booming. Tennessee, another no income tax state. Then you have the Carolinas, low income tax, low taxes overall. You know, New York, you, you get hit with a quadruple whammy. You get, you know, a 10% federal, uh, you get the whatever the federal rate is. Now, the president, rightly so, and I now am paying more taxes because of the president's tax cut plan. Because all of these high taxed states, income tax states, like New York, 9.9%. Tax Cal- the rich, tax the rich, tax the rich. We did. You did. Now, you still God are. forbid the rich leave. They left and they're leaving and they're going to uh, continue to leave. It's like California, 13.5% state income tax. All right, add in New York. Um, I grew up in Nassau County. It is the second highest property taxed county in the country. Number one is Westchester County, New York. Then not far behind are New Jersey counties and California counties. And that's property taxes. Here's another thing. You know, my I love what my accountant says every year. I, I, I could not, if you stuck me in a room for 
six months ever figure out how to do taxes. I, I have no idea. I give very strict instructions. Pay. Pay. That's what I say. Don't take the deduction. Pay. 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 I said, because they're coming after me. I'm like, just pay it. And they're like, well, we're, well for all other clients, we do it. Nope. No, it's not worth it. I, I, I've been sure enough, you know, they come after you all the time. It doesn't matter what you pay. Then they tell me something really that pisses me off every, every year. Whatever you do, you can't die in New York. You got to be a resident of like Florida. And I'm like, okay, how do you, pl- how do I plan that? You know, I don't know how, I don't know if I have another second thinking about it is going to give me a heart attack on the air, which would make many liberals probably very happy. Um, because if you die in New York, you pay 10% more income tax. They take 10% of what you did save. So if you're, uh, look, this is no BS here. This is what you got. So 40% top marginal federal tax rate for an individual, then 10% New York, that's 50 cents of every dollar. Then you work in the city. The city of New York has their little income tax for just the honor of working in the same city as Comrade de Blasio, who doesn't want to build skyscrapers any longer with steel and glass. Well, we can't use trees because they wouldn't like that either. How are you going to build them? All progress will stop any serious in five years. And they're going to put such massive penalties on any contractor that builds it. It's like, wow, let's destroy the entire construction industry in New York along with everything else. No wonder people are getting out. By the way, if you leave New York, California, New Jersey, and Illinois, you can leave, but don't bring your stupid politics with you and destroy the states that you're going to because you voted to destroy your own state. Um, don't do that to the people who have de- who have decided that they don't want highly tax uh, being in a highly taxed state. Now, New York, Florida, for example, Texas, for they have better infrastructure than New York. Everything in New York is about to crumble. The subway's about to cave in. You know, you have you have the bridges. Sorry, they look like they're about to collapse. I'm sure they're engineered engineered in such a way that they won't, but it, they sure look like crap. Um, when I'm going over it, except for the GWB, which looks pretty good, I think recently painted. Um, but my point is, so my, my, my accounting guy will say, well, don't die in New York. All of these states, when you die, they take another 10%. So New York, 40, 10, 4, that's federal, state, local income tax. Then you got the second highest property tax county in the country I live in. Then you've got all the hidden taxes. Then you got the gas taxes. Where do you want to die? Anywhere but New York. I don't want to die as a New York resident. So what we'll do. What we'll do is what? I Ethan can't leave. Ethan and I will put you on ice. We'll put you on life support. Life support? Yeah. We'll put you on a plane. On a plane. We'll fly you to Florida. Okay, you got to keep me alive for six months and a day. That's right. And if you can show I'm alive for six months and a day, I can officially be in Florida. There you go. Seems like a, all right, but this is the point. And then Elizabeth Warren says, no, no, no. And the, the Democrats, they, they want a 70% top marginal rate for individuals and a 90% top marginal rate for corporations. Okay, what does that mean? They're not just going to leave New York, California, New Jersey, and Illinois. They're going to leave the country. And they're going to do what Cuomo was talking about, take their money with them. And they're going to build their businesses abroad. This is what Trump has worked the hardest at doing, is incentivizing business. He literally asked these people in industry, in the steel business, in, 
you know, the, the, the car business, manufacturers, factory builders. What do you need? What is what is killing your incentive to war- build here? Why aren't you building in Ohio? Why are you not building in Pennsylvania? You know, they just restarted that steel plant that had been mothballed in, in Alabama because now the president, you know, everyone got freaked out for a little bit today because the president tweets out about China. If China doesn't believe he's serious, China's never going to change the rules that only benefit them. And what the president has successfully done on top of ending burdensome regulation and by the way, New York, New Jersey, Illinois and California. Guess what? People like me that got to deduct our state income tax bill from New York. I don't get to deduct it any longer. And guess what? It's fair. Why? Because the people in all the states that elect smarter politicians that don't tax their citizenry to death, they didn't have the same benefit and perk that I did because they're not being they don't have a state income tax. Why does New York and California and Illinois and New Jersey get this added benefit of deducting their state income taxes? Because there's no incentive for these governors to do anything else but keep raising it because people just deduct it. Well, that doesn't help people in Texas, Florida, uh, Tennessee, or any of these other low-tax states. So the president's right. You know what? You want lower taxes? Elect governors that will and legislatures that will give you lower taxes. Anyway, by the way, Trump has hit an all-time high in the Gallup poll. Whoopsie-daisy. Pelosi is warning 2020 candidates we've got to see mainstream and not to follow left-wingers in her party that are about to probably unseat her at some point over the cliff. And she's down on the impeachment idea. Um, we're going to get into this in detail at the top of the next hour. Nunes is challenges, challenging Mueller straight up his account on key Russiagate witnesses. Listen, all this talk about let's let Mueller testify. I'm all for it because I want to know when Robert Mueller and his merry band of uh Democratic donors is pit bull Andrew Weissman that was at Hillary's victory party at the Javits Center. And Jeannie Ray used to be the Clinton attorney on the foundation. I want to know when they knew about there was no collusion. I want to know why if the mandate was so broad that they could look into taxi medallions, loan applications and taxes and FARA violations. Okay, why didn't they look at the dirty Russian dossier that Hillary paid for to impact the 2016 election and the fact that even the New York Times is saying that dirty dossier might have might have always been Russian disinformation designed to create chaos in our electoral system. How did he ignore that in his entire investigation? You know, now Barr's going to do his job and he gave he said Mueller's over, absolutely done. There's nothing to talk about with Mueller. Anything you hear on Mueller anymore? from these House Democrats, Senate Democrats, it's only noise that's going nowhere. And now Trump is not going to cooperate. He didn't invoke executive privilege. He allowed every person, including the White House counsel, which to me is dumb, Don McGahn, why he ever testified for 30 hours is beyond any comprehension I have, because that's clearly attorney-client privilege in that situation. They certainly could have said uh, we're invoking executive privilege, I mean, Obama invoked executive privilege on Fast and Furious for his own attorney, General Eric Holder at the time. Uh, but not one time did he invoke executive privilege. Everybody was encouraged to testify to Mueller's, Mueller's band of Democrats. 
and they turned over 1.5 million documents and the president answered whatever questions Mueller had. And they still had nothing for the fourth time. But nobody in the media, look, they're such phonies. They care about collusion. Well, we have new evidence today that, in fact, yeah, the DNC did try to collude with real evidence with Ukraine's government to help Hillary in the 2016 election. Where are all the I hate collusion people? They're deaf. They're just silent. They don't want to talk about it. Just like they don't want to talk about uh, the dirty Russian dossier of Hillary that's likely Russian disinformation. Just like they don't really care about obstruction because if they did, they'd care about Hillary's deletions of subpoenaed emails, bleach pit of them, busting up uh, with hammers, devices, and pulling SIM cards. Just like they don't really care in spite of saying so, I believe, I believe Kavanaugh, uh, Kavanaugh's accusers from high school, but there's no I believers as it relates to the lieutenant governor of Virginia when you have credible allegations by credible people that told people at the time of violent rape and violent sexual assault. This is one big scam. They are not who they say that they are. And if Mueller wants to go up and testify, well, there's a thousand questions he probably doesn't want to have to delve into. And if they want to go after Bill Barr the way they're going after him, good luck with that because the difference between Barr and what happened with the special counsel and even Rosenstein himself went along, agreed with Barr, as did the Office of Legal Counsel, this was not a hard decision. And it was not based on any Justice Department policy or any constitutional potential problem that could arise as it relates to whether or not you can indict or not indict a sitting president. Now those same people that denied the election results couldn't believe that they were wrong. And by the way, to be clear, the same people that never vetted Obama and Frank Marshall Davis and a Linsky disciple and ACORN and community, community organizing or the Church of GD America or Black Liberation Theology or his best friends, the unrepentant terrorist heirs in Dorn, those people, yeah, that never did their job there, um, that just worshipped at the altar of Obama. They were, they were worshipping at Hillary's altar. They thought Election Day 2016 they had Trump beat, beaten and down. They were giddy. And then it was a, a visible change on their faces. This Mueller report is a shock to their system at or above the 2016 election results because they really thought he had them. They thought they had him. And now the only thing they've got to do is they're floundering with noise and lies and more conspiracies rather than maybe turn a little bit introspective and say, we messed this up. We lied and we created conspiracy theories and we did no fact checking and we took on every anonymous source that was thrown at us. They never told you Obama's record. Oh, they got it wrong with Richard Jewell in 96. Yeah, they're still doing it with UVA, Duke Lacrosse, Ferguson, Missouri, Cambridge uh, Police and and Baltimore, Maryland. They suck. And now we have a poll out today. Seven out of 10 Americans think they lie regularly to the public. And you know what? They do. What they failed to say in that same report is that Mifsud was actually related to Italian intelligence services. So you can't, if you're Mueller, you don't get to just report part of what you want in the story. You have to put the entire piece before the American people. He didn't do that. So we're calling him out. This is not how investigations are supposed to be run. 
When you look into Mifsud closer, Professor Mifsud closer, you realize that he is connected with all kinds of intelligence agencies, including our own FBI. And in that letter, Sean, you'll see there's pictures with FBI agents at the Link campus where Professor Mifsud teaches at. So we asked the question, and I'll just get to the, I'll sum it up like this. Uh, we want to know every document that these agencies have related to Mifsud, because if he is in fact a Russian agent, this would be one of the biggest intelligence scandals for not only the United States, but also our allies like the Italians and the Brits and others, because if Mifsud is a Russian agent, he would know all kinds of our intelligence uh, agents throughout the globe. So you, we ask you, those questions, we want those documents, we're giving them a week. I, I'm not worried about whether or not they were spying on the Trump campaign, that is fact. What I wanna know is how many spies with an S were involved in this. There's been no president in history that has given what I've given in terms of looking at just a total witch hunt. I call it the Russian hoax. It turned out to be no collusion, no obstruction. It was a total hoax. And yet I was transparent. We gave 1.4 million documents. We gave hundreds of people. I let him interview the lawyer the White House lawyer for 30 hours. Think of that, 30 hours. I let him interview other people. I didn't have to let him interview anybody. I didn't have to give any documents. I was totally transparent because I knew I did nothing wrong. It turned out I did nothing wrong. All right, hour two, Sean Hannity Show. Write down our toll-free telephone number. It's 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, there the president, as he has done for two-plus years, uh, denying. Now we have four separate investigations confirming that the president has been right. There was no collusion. There was no conspiracy uh, as it relates to Trump, Russia, the Trump campaign, and Russia in the lead-up to the 2016 campaign. Now, specifically, what Devin Nunes is talking about is this English professor. Now, we knew part of the story, but we didn't know all the story. This is where the, the Papadopoulos, quote, spying aspect of everything that happened came in. Remember, the attorney general said there is spying. The, the question that Devin Nunes just asked, how many times and how many spies were involved? Now, up until last week, we did not know that as part of Stefan Halper's attempts to, he was told to, spy on Papadopoulos and Carter Page, also expanded out to Sam Clovis. Uh, but we didn't know we had the young 30-something flirtatious model involved in kind of making it known to Papadopoulos that she's available, but she's seeking really information about Donald Trump, Russia, and the campaign um, in this in this setup of Papadopoulos. When did it happen? Who approved this? What other intel agencies may or may not have been involved? In other words, did our, again, not rank-and-file intelligence officers, those at the very top, not the 99% that do a good job every day, just like the FBI rank-and-file, but with their top intelligence officials in our country as a means of bypassing American laws on constitutional rights, were they outsourcing illegal activities that they could not do for the purpose of spying on Americans to even some of our allies, like 
Great Britain or Australia or perhaps Italy. I don't bring those three countries up by accident because that is, you know, the the undercurrent of what we've been hearing now for a long time. And how did we get to this point? And when did this real Russia collusion narrative, when did it get started? Who knew what, when and where? And when did they know all of this? Greg Jarrett, author of the number one bestseller, The Russia Hoax, the illicit scheme to clear Hillary Clinton, framed Donald Trump, uh, now seemingly prophetic in, in, in its very title. There will be a part two coming out eventually uh, when a lot of this information is known. David Schoen, criminal and civil liberties attorney, is with us. Um, there's a lot to unpack between what Papadopoulos said to me last week that the only thing the New York Times got wrong is it wasn't an FBI spy. Right. And how did we get to a counterintelligence investigation, which was Lindsey Graham's question to the attorney general? Well, there was a lot of lying and spying going on, principally by the FBI and probably the CIA. In fact, lying and spying is the title of one of the chapters of the forthcoming book. Uh, It'll be out in a few months. But it looks like uh, George Papadopoulos, uh, a fairly naive young guy, was absolutely set up by the FBI and intelligence agencies. He's fed phony information from this guy, Masood, who, uh, you know, has connections to the FBI and Western intelligence sources, who leans over at a, over a breakfast one day and says, oh, the Russians have dirt on Hillary Clinton. They've got her emails. Papadopoulos is then suddenly contacted by a bunch of different people, including Alexander Downer. He didn't just run into him in a bar. It was a setup. The Australian diplomat. That's right. Downer pulls out a phone and starts apparently tape recording with leading questions. George, you're the middleman with Russia and Trump. Uh, George, you were involved in the hacking of uh, Hillary Clinton's emails. You know, George, tell us about the collusion none, going none, on. None of which was right. true. And, and you know, Papadopoulos is like, what are you, nuts? Mm. And he, you know, he eventually says, I have nothing to do with this. I'm out of here. Fast forward a few months and you got Halper, who's on the FBI payroll. You've got Azra Turk. They both do the same thing. They sit him down. They seemingly tape record him with leading questions, trying to set him up. And this was used as part of the pretext to investigate Donald Trump along with the phony dossier that the FBI knew was fabricated. They couldn't verify it. They didn't care. They used both of those uh, to go after Trump. All right, David Schoen, I think now, you know, everybody had this, you know, collective gasp that the attorney general said the word spying. As he said, it's not a pejorative. I mean, we spy on them, meaning our enemies. They spy on us. The thing that flabbergasts me is that we have literally been, we have not created in over three or four decades now the ability to prevent outside countries from getting our most sensitive materials, which which heightens the severity of why the Hillary Clinton email server in a mom and pop bathroom closet with classified top secret information on it was such an important national security issue. But what we're, say, we're seeing here now is between the FISA warrant, the Papadopoulos issue, now we add the blonde flirtatious bombshell to the equation, and we've got multiple times now with multiple spies and multiple attempts to get inside the Trump campaign. 
Right. Well, I think the story that you have uncovered now for the past several months, and that Greg wrote uh, so um, clearly about, and is going to write more clearly about, is that the problem right now that we face is getting our own house in order. We have a politicized Department of Justice. Leadership sets the agenda. If we know now, as we do, and you have proven without any question, that the leadership at the FBI, leadership of our intelligence agencies, were willing to abuse the FISA court, the most secret court in the land, the most intrusive court in the land, and they, they gave license then to any other operatives to go and spy on the Trump campaign to suit their agenda, which was ensure that Donald Trump never was elected president. It, it, everything is turned on its head. If there is evidence of spying, um, it came from the Clinton campaign. If there's evidence of spying, it came from our own Justice Department. So while we obviously have to be vigilant about foreign governments intruding in our affairs and hacking our computers, Right now, we have to get our own house in order and make sure that this never, ever happens again. Well, I agree with all of that. You know, we're now heading into uh, whether uh, I want to go back to last week. And I know I keep highlighting this when Lindsey Graham goes through a list, Greg, right. of, you know, what what are things we need to now investigate, what we need to look into. And the last thing is, you know, he goes through a whole litany of questions about the Mueller report and no, Mueller's dead. Anything we hear from here on out about the Mueller report is over. It's all noise. Do you share my concerns about the FISA warrant process? Yes. Do you share my concerns about the counterintelligence investigation, how it was opened and why it was opened? Yes. Do you share my concerns that the professional lack of professionalism in the Clinton email investigation is something we should all look at? Yes. Do you expect to change your mind about the bottom line conclusions of the Mueller report? No. Do you think the president's campaign in 2016 was thoroughly looked at in terms of whether or not they colluded with the Russians? Yes. And the answer is no, according to Bob Mueller. That's right. He couldn't decide about obstruction. You did. Is that correct? That's right. You feel good about your decision? Absolutely. That says it all to me, Greg, is that basically everything you, me and our ensemble cast, including David and so many others, you know, which was really a small group of us uh, versus the ninety nine point nine percent that went down the Russia hoax rabbit hole with Mm -hmm. lies and conspiracies. We were right the whole time. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, we always knew there was no evidence obstruction uh, of uh, collusion and, and Mueller found it. Uh, No evidence. That's what he found in his report. And as for obstruction, it is not obstruction if the president is exercising his constitutional authority to fire somebody. You cannot take an improper purpose and convert an otherwise lawful act into a crime, period. Can a president be charged with it? Of course he can for destruction of evidence, uh, for concealing witnesses. Uh, for other acts, but not for exercising constitutional authority. Stay right there. Greg Jarrett, David Schoen will continue more on the other side. And as we continue, Greg Jarrett and also uh, Attorney David Schoen. All right, David, we've given our list of where this is going. I just played before the break everything that the Attorney General, we have the Attorney General now in investigation. We have the Inspector General FISA abuse investigation. We have the leaking investigation with Hoover. It seems that the attorney general now is literally going into every aspect, going back to the rigged investigation into Hillary through FISA abuse, through an attempt to unseat a duly elected president. Um, 
I believe this is going to bear a lot of fruit and a lot of top names, if there's justice, will be in deep legal trouble. And I think that's exactly the reason that vocal members of Congress are coming after Mr. Barr. They'd like to eliminate Mr. Barr from the process and hope for someone who's going to be intimidated uh, out of that investigation, because there is a great deal to fear from that investigation. I'm hoping Mr. Barr stands strong, as he has said he will. Now, Greg, you have your own list, but really right. it does we if we're going to have equal justice, equal application of our laws and remain a constitutional republic, um we better start with Hillary's rigged investigation, oh, not out of revenge, it's just simple fundamental equal justice issues. If law enforcement and government government officials were using their positions to ignore the law and clear somebody of a crime for political reasons, that's a whole host of crimes, including obstruction of justice. What about their desire to have Mueller testify before Congress? Doesn't he work for Barr on this case? He does, and Barr would have some say in it, although he said uh, last week when he testified, I have no problem with Mueller testifying. The president cannot invoke executive privilege because he really had no conversations uh, with with Mueller. He answered some questions. But doesn't the statute say that he's to report to Congress? Uh, I'm sorry, he reports directly to the attorney general. And and it's up to the attorney general. But as I say, Barr said, I have no problem with Mueller testifying. The question is, you know, does Mueller even want to testify? We don't really know the answer. Well, does Mueller have an answer to the question, when did you know that there was no collusion? That would be the principal question that I would ask him, is you've known for more than a year, haven't you, that there was no evidence How do you know that he's known for more than a year? Because he had that conversation with one of the president's attorneys and readily admitted they had no evidence of collusion. The question is, why would you put the American public and this president... Because he wants another shot year. at he wants another shot a redo to make it seem worse than it was. David, you agree with that? Yeah, I agree with that, and here's what I agree with very strongly. Bob Mueller, if he's a man of integrity, must refuse to testify. He doesn't have the right to testify. Listen, the law was changed in nineteen ninety nine. Before nineteen ninety nine by Democrats. Like Gary, that by Democrats, by the Clinton administration. Before nineteen ninety nine, the nineteen seventy seven law People like Jerry Nadler and Chuck Schumer could run their mouths and say, we want the special counsel before us. He owes Mm -hmm. us a duty because the special counsel owed them a duty. Congress could appoint or remove the special investigator at that time. That's not the case. They intentionally changed the law. Yeah. And Gerald Nadler didn't even want the star report out. You know. All right. Thank you uh, both. We'll have full coverage. A lot of breaking angles on this tonight on Hannity 9 Eastern on the Fox News Channel. Uh, We'll take a quick break. We'll update you on the latest on the border and much more as we continue. You are on the record as saying the House should be prepared to imprison people held in contempt of Congress. Are you really serious that you're going to go down and arrest the attorney general? Well, what I'm serious about, Chris, is the Congress has the absolute responsibility to collect evidence, uh, to compel the uh, presence of witnesses to testify under oath. If the executive branch can prevent us from doing that, they will have a effectively extinguished our oversight function. So we have to take this in a deadly serious way. We have several ways to enforce the subpoena. The first is to judge someone in contempt and to initiate a civil proceeding. Congress also has the inherent authority to judge people in contempt. And there is both an 1821 and a 1935 Supreme Court decision that recognizes Congress's right to do that. And in both those cases, individuals were taken into custody, 
pending their compliance with the subpoena. It, of course, should never come to that. We expect the attorney general to honor a subpoena when properly served, and we will fully enforce that through the courts. The House uh, Judiciary Committee, your committee, is reportedly in talks with special counsel Robert Mueller about testifying before your committee. In fact, has he agreed to testify and has a date been set? Uh, a tentative date has been set of May 15th and uh, we hope the uh, special counsel will appear. We think the American people have a right to hear directly from him. No, when you, uh, let me just interrupt because we're running out of time. When you say a tentative sure. date has been set, has the special counsel agreed to that date? Well, uh, his I think counsel for the special, or the representative of the special counsel has, but obviously until the date comes, we never have an absolute guarantee. The White House has so far indicated they would not interfere with Mr. Mueller's attempts to testify. We hope that won't change. We've got to get to the bottom of how all this started. I mean, the American people have a how right to that? know how this investigation even began. And, and as the Attorney General said when he testified before Congress, there was spying. We need to understand why there was, whether there was a sufficient predicate. Well, I think we need to find out. We really need to get to the bottom of, of how this all began. And, and if there was a violation of the rules, if the law was broken, the people that were responsible need to be held accountable. All right, there you hear it again. This is now the latest obsession, the latest manifestation of rage and hatred of all things Donald Trump. And, you know, now it's the, they have focused almost completely on the attorney general, but they're ignoring everything the attorney general has said. They don't care that great attorneys like Alan Dershowitz and others, yeah, it's Barr that is right, and all the others that have been wrong here. Mueller is wrong on the law. Uh, if Mueller dares to testify, it's going to be interesting because, number one, when did he know that there was no collusion? According to the first attorneys of Donald Trump, he knew that over a year ago. Why did the investigation continue? If we're looking at Russian influence in the 2016 election, how did he ever avoid the whole issue of Hillary Clinton's bought and paid for what the New York Times is now saying and suggesting a Russian disinformation dossier to impact the 2016 elections that resulted in, of course, you know, widespread fraud against the FISA court using the Russian disinformation to get there. And what about all the other spying that went on? How did Mueller, if, if, if his mandate was broad enough to get into taxi medallions, tax issues, loan application issues, how did it not get into the, the FISA abuse issue? How did it not get into the dirty dossier's impact on the 2016 election? Um, I don't think Mueller has as easy a decision here as everybody on the left seems to think as they, you know, demand more and more that he show up. That sounds to me like another potential boomerang impact. Then you've got Nancy Pelosi rejecting the impeachment of Trump, now putting it at odds with the radical extreme, even though she's pretty radical herself, bars disclosure in his, she, she doesn't want impeachment. She knows it's political suicide. Barr made a major disclosure in his Senate hearing. The Daily Caller picked up on this. We had picked up on this, you know, that the Senate during the, the that the former Australian diplomat, Alexander Downer, was an FBI source for information about Papadopoulos, we learned a lot, as we were just discussing with Greg and David, about Papadopoulos. Now we you can add a blonde, uh, flirtatious, 30-something spy involved in the meeting with the London professor and, uh, and Stefan Halper. I mean, it just gets deeper and deeper and deeper as we move on. 
And then if we care about collusion, how could we not pay attention to the Ukraine saying they've got evidence that the DNC sent emails looking and hoping to collude with Ukraine? We don't care about that type of collusion, that conspiracy. No, it's only if it's Trump. It's like if you can only bludgeon Trump on Me Too, I believe uh, we'll do that with Kavanaugh back in high school, but we'll ignore, you know, allegations of rape and violent sexual assault uh, against the lieutenant governor of the Commonwealth of Virginia. Just like every other bit of hypocrisy that exists, it just stinks to high heaven, the whole, the whole lot of it. Anyway, joining us now is uh, Congressman Andy uh, Biggs of Arizona. He wrote an incredibly strong, powerful piece today, just came out about a couple hours ago. Why the House Democrats are out to get the attorney general. You sound apoplectic in this. uh, And I think you make the most compelling arguments of pretty much anybody else on this. How are you? Yeah. Well, hi, Sean. Thanks. And and you know what? It all boils down to one thing. The Democrats hate Donald Trump. So they're they're willing to do anything. They want to shoot the messenger here. But uh, William Barr is is merely the messenger. And and there's really nothing that he has said or done that is actually in in uh, that contrasts or refutes Mr. Mueller's entire um, uh, 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 his entire memo. But you know what? That is not what they want. They are trying to uh, impugn Donald Trump through his surrogates and attack him in any way they can. And that's what I'm trying to get at. And it's all lined up for the 2020 election. They're also providing distraction because they know that uh, when the IG report comes out from Mr. Horowitz, that they're in trouble with that. There's a whole lot of stuff going on right now that they really don't want the American public to focus on. And that's why they're going after William Barr. We've been lied to for over two years. Where's, I mean, between the corrupt media mob and the deep state, those in the upper echelon of the intelligence community and the FBI and the DOJ that abuse power. And it's very important. I make this distinction every time, not the rank and file 99 percent. You know, we have the premier law enforcement in the world and the FBI and the same with our intelligence officials, the premier agencies in the in the world. But, you know, now when the powerful tools of intelligence are used as a political weapon to bludgeon political opponents and American citizens in the process, we've got ourselves a big problem. We do. This is this is a free republic. It's a, it's a pluralistic society, and part of what has to happen is you have to be able to trust your institutions, such as the FBI and DOJ, your your police apparatus, your your executive branch, and that is not available to us today. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you've seen polling. Polling today says that the American people don't trust these uh, these institutions anymore, and part of it is because. For political purposes, and this is what makes what makes this kind of a soft coup attempt. Uh, it's not a soft coup. A real coup attempt is using political uh, uh, and police apparatus against political opponents. That's what happened here, and uh, it, and now there's the cover up. You know, you, you mentioned the Ukraine. That's right. Ukraine is as as formally their par- parliament said they want to investigate to get to the bottom of this. Then you have uh, the intelligence community of the big five around the the world that that seems to have been in on this this uh, conspiracy, and that's really what it seems to have been is a conspiracy to prevent Donald Trump from winning the 2016 presidential. But election. it runs deeper and, than that, and you know, for the yeah. New York Times to now recognize spying for the attorney general to use the word spy not as spying is not a pejorative we know we need it in a very evil dangerous world with very evil actors and by the way i'm all for bringing putin 
and Russia, the hostile actor and regime to its knees. We can do it with energy and uh, we'd win that we'd win that battle and cripple their economy in seconds if we did it the right way, which the president's trying to do. Um, these these bad actors are constantly attacking us. And by the way, why don't we, after 30 or 40 years, why have we not built up the the IT defenses necessary so that our secrets are not hackable? I can, I can, at some yeah. point, it's shame on you, shame on you, shame on us. You know, we have, right. we, we have the smart, smartest brains in the world. Why haven't we done that? We have been asleep at the wheel in, in so, many, so many instances, but, but never more so then protecting our security, our cybersecurity is weak. Our apparatus of defense is weak. But secondarily, we, we have allowed our adversaries to co-opt our intellectual property. We've allowed them to come in and co-opt uh, right now our, our, our immigration policy. I mean, these, these things happen because we have not been vigilant, and, um, and that, that is a shame on us. Uh, I mean, we, because we know the bad actors are out there. We know they're out there. Um, but to spy on Americans for political purposes, that, that's, that's about as bad as you can get in a free republic. Okay, so now we have the Democrats doing their, doing their thing, the predictable you know, harping and hounding and, and staying on the false lie narrative, etc. But I think to really get to the bottom all of, of all of this, we do need an answer as to why and how the Clinton email investigation was rigged. Uh, we do need answers as it relates to this, you know, fraud and abuse of power, fraud on the FISA court, you know, ending up in warrants to spy on the Trump campaign and deny an American citizen his constitutional rights. You know, who signed off on the dirty dossier, perhaps Russian disinformation dossier, as the New York Times is suggesting. Uh, then we've got to find out how they tried to bludgeon Donald Trump with same as part of an insurance policy advancing a narrative that many knew was never true from the beginning. I mean, with with now closed-door testimony released of Strzok and Page, they're saying that, well, first of all, there was never any evidence in the lead-up to the appointment of Mueller, no evidence whatsoever about any conspiring or colluding with Trump and Russia, nothing, and no there there is Strzok's phrase, and that the attorney general was guiding the and protecting and rigging the investigation into Hillary and her server. And and at this point, you know, we're beginning to find out everybody knew the dossier was dirty and it was political and it wasn't verified. What about people that lied to a court like that? What would happen to me if I lied to a court like that? Well, if you lied to a court like that, you'd be going to jail. And and the reality is because the House is controlled now by Democrats and Republicans didn't do enough while we were there. We're relying now on the Inspector General Michael Horowitz. And don't forget, Michael Horowitz did a great job because he's the guy that revealed all those struck page um, uh, Bruce and Nellie Orr connections with the FISA, uh, FISA warrants and with the, with the doc, dossier that was so bad. We're relying on him and his report to come out, which hopefully will be out in the next couple of months. But that will do us no good if, if uh, Mr. Barr is hamper, ham, uh, hampered by the Democrats, because he's the one that will have to prosecute. And that's he's going to have to continue the investigation, and he's going to have to prosecute these people, because that is the only way that you provide a general deterrent against this kind of behavior in the future by our, our police apparatus. Uh, and, and so these two people I'm relying on, America has to rely on the inspector general, because he's going to reveal a whole lot. And we also have to revi- re- uh, rely on Bruce, uh, excuse me, Bill Barr to, to prosecute. 
All right, take a quick break. We'll have more with Andy Biggs, his Freedom Caucus member from Arizona. We'll also get an update on the latest issues involving surrounding the border battle uh, where he is front and center. Uh, I'm doing something extraordinarily dangerous in our news roundup and information overload hour. Uh, we have Phil Robertson, the patriarch of Duck Dynasty, and Jay's his son and his other son, Al. They're going to actually take over my show and interview me. All right, as we continue with uh, Congressman Andy Biggs of uh, Arizona, and he had a very powerful piece. We'll put it up on Hannity.com. Why are the Democrats out to get the Attorney General Barr? Um, you're on the front lines of this border battle. Uh, we see now yet the biggest caravan ever is headed our way. And now the president seemingly has funds to build the wall because they weren't able to override his veto as, in terms of emergency funding. Uh, what's the latest uh, down in Arizona? I read that 30,000 people were released in uh, Yuma, Arizona. Yeah, it's the, the number of releases, Sean, is, is outpacing even the, the people we catch. Uh, our facilities are overrun down here. Uh, I visited two weeks ago a facility designed for 250 people for a 12-hour processing period, having 750 people in it uh, that they're keeping for a couple of days. If there's no criminal record uh, uh, and there's no ice holds or wants, they're releasing these people. Um, and I was told uh, the other day by some Border Patrol agents that right now people aren't even declaring asylum anymore because the word has gotten out. You don't even have to declare asylum because if you declare asylum, they can hold, hold you for up to 20 days. Without asylum, they're holding you for two or three days and releasing you into the country. Thousands being released because we don't have the facilities. Uh, and uh, it, it's it's an overwhelming situation. There's not even enough buses to transport them out. ICE and uh, CBP are having to release these people because there's no place to keep them. Unbelievable. Demand that they be released. Yeah, it's it is it is we, unbelievable at this time of the, uh, time of year. All right, Andy Biggs, yeah. who's with uh, uh, Congressman from the great state of Arizona. Thank you, sir, for being with us. When we come back, we take a huge programming risk as we allow Phil Robertson. I see him in the other room. His son Jace, his son Al, to turn the tables and interview me. Oh boy. Um, Whatever happens, happens. That's straight ahead. The backwoods of Louisiana is now home to a new breed of millionaire. My family. Ah! Pretty scary, huh? My idea of happiness is killing things. 40 years ago, my father, Phil Robertson, invented a revolutionary kind of duck call that changed the duck hunting industry and our way of life forever. Looky here, looky here. Good time to come our way. As CEO, I've turned my dad's one-man operation into a booming family enterprise. Willie, he took the whole thing way further than I ever would. Send me a check every month. My brother Jace designs the duck calls. Go on! Go on! manages the assembly team. <laughs> Somebody's going to get killed for the on this mail. Uncle Si heads up operations. Come and get and my mom, Miss Kay, Good old school brain. is always cooking up new ways to expand the brand. Welcome, student. <laughs> I gotta say, though, money didn't change some things. I don't like meat from the grocery store. It makes me nervous. Happy, happy, happy. We still managed to stay true to ourselves. Amen.
ashamed of the gospel. Because, because it, it is, is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes. First for the Jew, then to the Gentile. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. A righteousness that is by faith, from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. I am not ashamed. I am not ashamed. I am unashamed. What about you? All right, that's the trailer for what is called the Unashamed Podcast of the Robertson Clan. And uh, by the way, Phil Robertson, it's Patriarch, is with us now, uh, along with his sons, Alan and Jace of Duck Dynasty fame. He has a brand new book out, The Theft of America's Soul. It is a fascinating read, and it's on Amazon.com, Hannity.com, bookstores everywhere. And we're actually doing something very brave and courageous. We're allowing all these three guys... uh, to interview me, kind of, sort of, for their podcast. Uh, guys, welcome to the studio. So what are you guys here for today? Our brand new podcast is called Unashamed with Phil Robertson. It's Jace, it's me, it's Dad, it's... Uh, it's. Where's Willie? How did Willie get out of coming uh, nah. to <laughs> we don't We don't let Willie get anywhere near serious discussions. You oh, know, man. you've been around him before, right? Oh, yeah, no, I've been around him before. He thinks he's the boss, and yeah. you know, it's the great patriarch, That's right. Phil, of the family that did it all. What Willie does is he waits and he sees if it's successful, and then yeah. if it is, he comes in and takes credit for it. Is that is that what happened <laughs> with the whole that's, Duck that's, Dynasty? Well, yeah, Commander. Dad started the business, and Willie took over, and now it's such a big deal, right? Follow the money, Sean. Okay. Follow the money. <laughs> right. It's Uncle Cy. Why isn't he up in New York? You couldn't handle Cy's it? famous line is, he said, boys, let me just explain this. He said, I've acted like an idiot my entire life. He said, but I never thought I'd find a bunch of fools like A&E to pay me to do it. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but he's got a great sense of humor. He does. He does. I had the pleasure of interviewing you guys. So I'm Listen, I'm gonna, you guys control this interview because otherwise I'm going to just take well, over. Look, I know that's what you do. So look, so the first thing I thought of is we call this unashamed because it's been obvious from the family's sake that we stand up for what we believe in no matter what. I mean, obviously we had a huge dust up with A&E over it and other things that have happened. And by the way, Sean, you were one of the first guys that called us to to check on us and to help us, and we appreciate that because there were others. I mean, but but not many, but people that said, "I know what you guys are about to go through." You know. Well, the the one thing uh, everybody selectively hears what they want to hear, um, and I was raised a Catholic, but I did go to eight twelve years of Catholic school. In high school, it was a seminary. I had to study. We went to mass every day. We studied Latin. You know, this was serious. You had to say you would consider a, the calling in the church, except three weeks in, they said everybody but Hannity because we don't want you. And, uh, <laughs> and by the way, and that is a true story. <laughs> no, no lie behind that. I was pretty incorrigible. I was 17, 18 years old, tending bar till 4.30 in the morning, right. um, you know, when I was 17. And it was just a different life um, that I had, but... Uh, I do have a conscience. I believe that's a living God within all of us that right. I, I know pretty darn well what I'm doing wrong and what I'm doing right. Right. And my conscience convicts me, tells me to knock it off. I mean, uh, by the way, yeah, the, you tell me to knock it off. Go ahead. No, the, the, <laughs> the people you are sparring with. Yeah. Every day. You just said the magic word. 
Their conscience has been seared over as with a hot iron. You, you see what I'm saying? Because when the lies come out and you say, wait a minute, how could you lie like the, the conscience? It's just seared over. You see what I'm saying? Plenty of texts say that. Many, you know, there's a reason why one of the big ten uh, in the Bible, if we're going to go there, is thou shalt not bear false witness right. because it's so damaging. That's right. Satan, yeah. Jesus said, is the father of lies Deceit. and the father of murder. And I'm looking at both of them. The ones you're dealing with are champions of both. And it's a, it's a, it's a tough battle you're in. That's why we've talked to you about spiritual matters because we want to make sure that God has given you his spirit born of water and you must be born again of water and the spirit. So when you look at that, you say, hmm, we're trying to make sure you've got the power to withstand the onslaught you are currently participating in. But you, you, you see what I'm saying, John? point about this line, look, you can deal with anything. You can work out anything. But when you have lies, you can't work that out. That's the only thing I punish my kids for. I'm like, I don't care yeah. what you did. Let, let's hear it. it. You know, I, ha- I have my daughter's phone. I picked it up. I was like, is there anything in this phone before I check it? I check my kids' phones. And uh, I'm like, is there anything in here? She's like, nope. I got in there. She's thinking all this stuff has been deleted because it's, you know. Ooh. Yeah, I found it. And I'm like, what, what, what happened to this? I'm not going to find anything here. And that's what I was trying to explain to her. No matter what you do, we can work through it. When you lie, when we can't discover the truth, any progress ends right there. That's where you are with what the current struggle you're in, spiritual warfare. The evil one works in those. He works in them. So we're warriors. Working, you say, how come they are in lockstep and their mind is just straight and nothing seems... How many of them have you seen that you changed their mind? You're None. Like, that's, well, Phil, that's what it's I'm saying. 99% that went down a two-plus-year narrative full of lying, full of abuse of power, corruption, and they did it willingly. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. More with the Robertson clan. It's led by its patriarch, led by its patriarch, Bill Robertson, and, of course, his son's Jason Al. His book is out now, too, The Theft of America's Soul, Amazon.com, bookstores everywhere, Hannity.com, as we continue. All right, as we continue with the Robertson clan, of course, the patriarch Phil, Al, and Jace, they got a brand-new podcast called Unashamed, and Phil has a new book, The Theft of America's Soul. Listen, I've always thought for myself, um, I tell a story that I was a local radio host in Atlanta when the Richard Jewell thing happened and the Olympic bombing, and I was on the air at the time when the Atlanta Journal-Constitution came out with the headline that he fits the profile of the lone bomber because he lives with his mother. And I'm I remember on the air. It. I remember it. That was the dumbest thing I've ever I'm on the air. Dumbest thing I've ever heard. That, that doesn't mean he, it fits. Yeah. He lives with his mother probably because he doesn't make enough money. That's right. So I didn't know it at the time. Richard Jewell was listening to my radio show, and I was the only one in the media that said, I'm not, I'm not rushing to a conclusion here, and it's not guilt by accusation in America. And it ended up, he gave me one of his first interviews when it was all said and done. He died 44. I, I'm sure the press killed him, yep. and he did not like it. But then, you know, the media has been wrong on George Zimmerman and Trayvon Martin. I was right. I actually took time to go down there and talk to the people. Yep. Uh, when the Duke lacrosse came, case came up, 
I went out to Long Island and Garden City, and I met with the parents and kids. I, I did my own research. Right. Uh, UVA or Baltimore, Maryland or Ferguson, Missouri or the Cambridge Police or believing that Donald Trump absolutely could win this election right. or going back. I think I was the only voice vetting Obama and, you know, Frank Marshall Davis and Alinsky and Black Liberation Theology and ACORN and Community Organizing. And, oh, and he sat in the pews of the Church of GD America for 20-plus years, and he started his political career in the home of two unrepentant domestic terrorists that bombed the Pentagon, the Capitol, and New York City Police Headquarters, and 9-11-2001 quoted in the New York Times as saying, we wish we did more. That's where he started his... So, you know, the answer to your question is, I don't think... Phil, I don't think about what I do. I just do it. You know, I... have people said, Hannity, you're probably going to have a pre-dawn raid coming pretty soon, you know, when I'm taking yeah. on, you know, pretty powerful people. Um, and the intelligence community, only only a few, the 99% are good, honorable Americans right. that protect us. Same with the FBI, just a few. The 99% do their job and obey the laws and would never abuse power. But for me... Um, it's not like I have a choice. It just is, you know, I'm, I, 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 I do what I do. You do what you do. And I know it's the right thing because I'm driven to do it. Whether I want to or not, I'm, I'm stuck doing it. Listen how serious <laughs> this is. This is how you can recognize the spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledge, acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. But every spirit who does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. He's the spirit of the Antichrist, which you've heard is coming. Now watch this. You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you, God's spirit, is greater than the one who is in the world. They're from the world and therefore speak from the viewpoint of the world, and the world listens to them. We are from God, and whoever knows God listens to us. But whoever is not from God, listen to this, does not listen to us. That explains why you say it's just like they're in lockstep, coordinated evil from the evil one himself. And you say, what we're telling you is, you say, we say, Sean, make sure you got the power within you to withstand it. We're just saying do this, it will help greatly. The one in you, you is question. stronger than the one in them. You all watch The Passion of the Christ. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I cannot watch that movie it's tough. and it not take me down. Yeah. That's right. That movie touches yeah. me deeply. I believe all, Phil, I, be, I know you wanted to That's dunk what, me in the back of where the, in the <laughs> swamp with the alligators, yeah. and I said, <laughs> I'll do it, but I'm not doing it there. Trust me when I tell you, <laughs> yeah. we want to dunk you anywhere. <laughs> okay, get a bucket. Now you can dunk me right here. I don't care. Here's uh, some water. Fly it all over my head. Well, Sean, you're a, you're a good American. You really uh, are. The reason we connected with you uh, right, immediately. Me, I want to tell you one thing. Sure. You know how you know there's a God? Okay, I argue with atheists on this radio program. And I say, so you don't believe in God, okay? You believe in the Big Bang Theory. I said, well, you, what you believe then is that all of this energy existed. You're not giving me a source of the energy, just existed. And then it collides together and creates perfection. 
Yeah. You know, Details. the moon, the sun, the stars, the planet, gravity, all We're humankind. traveling at 66,700 miles an hour as I speak. The right. planet. Right. And, and it's doing like this, turning like this at 1,000 miles an hour. Universes within universes <laughs> within universes. That and just it, happened? And it's no, no way. No, no way. way. And it's going around, 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 right? You say, you talk about precise. We're just the right distance from the sun. Mercury's too close. Venus is too close. We're go. just right. Mars is too perfect. far. Perfect. The only ones that's not perfect is us. That did. <laughs> but by the way, you know. But you, you can be considered, viewed as 100% flawlessly perfect once you Believe Jesus died, was buried, and raised from the dead. And look, I already believe it. I know it. Now you've got to enact that. You've got to die to sin. You, the old you, well, you bury it. You talked victory. about your old life. You are just as bad as me. Just uh, to be very worse, blunt. maybe worse, worse. <laughs> maybe uh, worse. I got <laughs> I'm, admitting, I'm admitting my incorrigibility. Your woman was right when she told you. When, <laughs> when, when you said, "Look, them old gray beards said I need to be baptized," but honey, what do you think? You're in divinity school. She said, "Sean, because Al told me this that you told." Said Sean. Technically, they're right. I said, well, technically, if we're That's right, <laughs> his woman and all three of the people that love him, the Robinson clan, if we're all technically right, move. <laughs> all right. Well, look, we need to all go, right, Sean. You're a busy man. Thank you, man. thank you so much for Good being a part of our podcast. Uh, don't get kicked out of hotels, Jace, next yeah, time. I'll try. You know, you're up in New York City. And well, facial profiling. We'll have, mo- facial we'll have profiling. more. We'll have more on this podcast about our friend Sean Hannity. Thanks, oh, boy, Sean. that's Appreciate dangerous. It. Thank you all for having me. All right, 25 now till the uh, top of the hour. 800-941-SEAN is our toll-free uh, telephone number if you want to be a part of the program. Now, the story is, and I want to be clear, you weren't on the West Monroe, Louisiana trip, were you? I know James was there, and I know that Tim was there. No, I was wasn't there. there. That was My Michaela. Okay. And I remember because uh, I, re- I remember, Tim, we, we cooked out steaks at the Duck Dynasty compound, and it, it's the strangest thing I've ever seen. I mean... It, the, the place is packed wall to wall with just visitors, just people wanting to stop at Duck Dynasty and buy stuff. Well, it's the Duck Commander. Yeah, the Duck Commander. But this is the main location. If you've ever watched Duck Dynasty, I mean, this is the real place. And honestly, Phil's home is a trailer. Behind the trailer is Miss Kay's, you know, state of the art building cooking facility because she loves to cook i mean i can only imagine what it what it cost to build that thing which they built for her um phil is kind of like me uh, except he's camo i'm just jeans and t-shirts and baseball hats are you growing a beard anytime no i'm not growing a beard no i'm not growing notice al the one son does not have a beard and he stands out like a sore thumb it's a sweetheart well because when jace last came to new york he was thrown out of trump tower because they thought he was a homeless guy and they had to apologize to him. I think Trump called him, this is before he was president, and said uh, he was sorry <laughs> that it's security. I mean, because you don't really see Duck Dynasty beards in New York. And it's, it's uh, uh, frankly, you know, you could easily well, mistake now, them. Well, now actually they blend in. Why? Cause because the, now beards are very, very popular. Not their beards. Uh, I don't know if you've been to Brooklyn they're, lately. I don't. Not, I don't Have see you that seen many. a hockey game recently. They fit in quite nicely. Uh, there's definitely some changes, but I'm just telling you, it's not. It is, but they dress in camo that looks like it hasn't been cleaned in 15 years. I'm not saying, and there's nothing dirty. It just they just look like they come just got back from hunting. 
which they did. And so he got kicked out. Anyway, so they have this big, so we're cooking out. And I remember because I was, as usual, I'd take over and cook the steaks. I love to grill. And Willie was there and Uncle Cy was there and Phil was there. And uh, anyway, I remember everyone thought their steaks were too rare. And I'm like, you know, you or Tim and everyone running back to the grill because I'm like, no, that's how you cook a steak, medium rare. You don't cook a steak well done or or medium well done. You ruin the steak. You ruin the flavor. You destroy it. Anyway, so long story short, um, we're hanging out there. And that chair that he sits in all these years on Dog Dynasty, that's the real chair. That chair is filthy. That I, I did. There's got. I mean, that chair has been there a hundred years, and I even said to them, I, you know, he goes, I said, well, Miss K wants to get rid of this thing. Why don't you buy a new one? You can afford it. Nope, I like my chair. It's my Bible reading right here, and that's what we do. And he, by the way, this is his passion. He is a pastor, and very, very open about all the sins that he committed in his life. He doesn't hide anything back. Uh, yep, committed adultery. Yep, did this. Yep, did that. Yep, 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 yep. You know, admits it all. And I remember when they, I don't even remember what the controversy was. I couldn't, I can't remember it. And I just called them one morning and it's early in the morning and Jace picks up the phone and I said, how you doing? I said, uh, well, get ready because I knew it was going to blow up big and it did. And this is what the conversation was. Well, I'm here with, I'm here with dad. We're duck hunting. It's like seven in the morning. Six Louisiana time. And so every two seconds in the conversation goes, hang on, hang on, hang on. And I'd hear quack, 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 boom. You still there? Then he'd pick up the phone again. One time I hear quack, 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 boom. Quack, 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 boom. And it's like he forgot me for five minutes and he picks up the phone. Oh, you still there? I'm like, forget it. There's no point. We're not, it was, nah, we're just going to spend the, the day hunting. Talk to you later, Hannity. That's what they call me, Hannity. Okay. Um, But they wanted to take me to the back swamp. I've told this story before. Bill Bill Robertson, the patriarch, literally says to me, Hannity, it's like rocking back in that old chair of his. He goes, you really want to get them ratings up? He said, yep. That's how I make my living. Yeah. He goes, y'all just come on back with me and let me give you all dunk in the swamp. I'm like, Phil. I watched your show. There are real, real, live, big alligators in the swamp because the alligators crawl right up into your yard. And there was one episode where you guys had to chase the big alligator back into the swamp. And I'm like, I have no problem saying that I believe in God and Jesus. And he died for our sins. The son of God came to earth and suffered, died and was buried and sacrificed himself all humanity. No, no, no. I'm I'm in. And he goes, yep, you still need to get dunked. And I'm like, I'll get dunked, but you better find a pool because I'm not going in that alligator swamp to get my baptism that he wanted to give me. I said, take a bottle, take a, take a, a bucket of water. You can shove my head down that way. I don't care what you do, but I'm not doing it in the swamp. He was serious. I said, did you ever do that before? Yeah, I've done it hundreds of times in the swamp with the alligators. Why are you looking at me like that? On today, he upgraded you. To what? Remember, to, right before he came on the air, he said, uh, I'll do it in a jacuzzi. I, 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 Baptism by jacuzzi. Anything but an alligator swamp. 
You know, God gave us common sense. And I think even God is saying that's a bad idea. Listen, you get no argument from me. I hate nature. <laughs> oh, you wouldn't have been able to handle this. I don't go near nature. Oh, no, you wouldn't have been able to handle it. But, you know, it's very interesting because remember last week we were going over the comments of Alec Baldwin. Hey, uh, Trump, he's convinced all these flyover states people. They're so stupid. He's deceived them all. And it's like, that's so arrogant. Or when he made, you know, you're just a former construction work hack, Hannity. I'm like, yeah, I'm a former construction worker, and I did all the restaurant jobs in the world. Yeah, I'm proud of it, actually. it, uh, it I never forget who I am. Sean Hannity? Uh, is that Brian Whitman? Hi, Sean. Alec, I wanted to give you an official WABC welcome, considering uh, you uh, you were supposed to come on my program last week, and you uh, you didn't show up. What happened? No, I wasn't supposed to come on your program, no, Sean Hannity. you were supposed to come on the program, because a deal was made with your agent that if you were going to come on with Brian, first you'd come on with me. I wouldn't dream of coming on your program, well, Sean Hannity. I'm here like with Brian. Person. I'm here with a really talented... You are. You don't tell the truth. I'm here with a really talented broadcaster. Oh, Why no, would no, I want to no, come no. on the show with a no talent former construction worker hack like you stop stop there a no former construction worker hack well who builds alex homes who builds his fancy hotel rooms that he lives in uh who puts in his extravagant plumbing and fixtures and electrical does alec do it i doubt it and you know we all are benefit from the talent of construction workers that build all these things for us every you know by the way this is another myth about life now that we're just doing random thoughts here let me tell you something nobody owns anything take everything you think you own i definitely own my dresses okay no you own your, you think you own a house right you bought your I house i never thought i own my house okay. i have a mortgage all right but you 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 own your car you own your house you your house my car okay but it's not because one day you're gonna drop dead and somebody else is going to be living in the house you thought you owned. You're not taking your house. Keep you're not taking your car. You're not on. taking your drawers and your dresser and your clothes and whatever else. None of it. You don't own anything. We all rent. Whatever we have, we rent. Whether we want to admit. Yes, Ethan, you rent it. You think you own a home because you bought a home. You don't own it because when you drop dead, somebody else is going to live in your home. The only person we have to pay rent to is the tax man. No, it's, it's you're missing the point. Nobody owns anything because you think you own it. I own this. You own nothing. You rent it. And when you die, you, you don't die and float it up with you or down pending where you might be going or headed. Why are you looking at me with that puzzled look? By the way, so what do you think happens when you die? I believe in heaven and hell. I believe. Don't get all religious on me. No, just, I just say like, do you? I think, you think that those you, should you be buried or cremated? Uh, I am not going to go seventeen feet underground, and I'm not getting cremated. I'm going to build a mausoleum in the wilderness somewhere that says Hannity's America, and leave enough spots for like loved ones for generations to come. It's going to say Hannity's America. I'm going to have a whole security system around in case anyone wants to grave rob me or anything or break uh, in. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And um, I guess Alec was right about that know, Scientology. I, I actually was listening to the radio one night, and this guy, I think, described it. Well, backtrack. So you've read the Don or Dan Piper's 90 Minutes in Heaven, okay? And uh, the, the best-selling book that was Heaven out there. Heaven is for real. Heaven is for real. And, you know, almost with 
exact duplication, people that have had these near-death experiences, they describe the same thing or something similar. They describe the tunnel. They describe a peace and serenity that they never had in this life. They describe a light that is drawing them closer to it quickly. They describe their entire detailed life flashing in their brains, every detail that they long had even forgotten. They describe a warmth. They describe meeting loved ones. They describe music, songs, angelic voices within angelic voices, but they comprehend, you know, simultaneously dozens of separate singing songs at once. They describe real pearly gates They describe meeting relatives and often describe a relative saying, it's not your time yet. You have to go back. And they all say they don't want to come back. They want to stay there. Um, So that, you know, it's, it's too coincidental to just think that there is nothing after this. The only thing that makes sense, and when we argue on this program, and it's not your favorite topic, when an atheist calls in and I say, okay, you believe that, all of this energy existed on its own you, to do to be an atheist. You have to believe something comes out of nothing that it all existed. Where did it come from? You're talking about, you know, an explosive, majestic amount of energy that collides and creates the heavens, the moons, the stars, the universe, planets, universes within universes within universes within universes from the tiniest, you know, creature that we can't see with the naked eye to a little baby ant to an elephant, a rhino, and and a, a giraffe to human beings and to babies being born, you have to believe that there is something so powerful and majestic. I think God transcends time. I think this this idea, I think God always was and always will be, that there is no past or future. It's always, always to God the present. And we don't, we, we, we don't have as human beings in my mind any real ability to comprehend the majesty of God. We just don't have it. We don't even take the time to look at the craters on the moon when you get a good telescope or pretty fantastic or look at Mars. You can get a, a good shot of Mars, which is amazing. And now that we create these other telescopes and, you know, we send our, our sight reaching ability into the stratospheres we're learning that the universe is even that much more majestic that much more unending and i think that the story of god is one that only we will know on the other side and i believe that every man woman and child was created by a god with talents and ability and a proclivity towards either good or evil and that this life is a bridge and you can cross over from one side to the other as long as you're breathing. At some point, at the end of the road, you're on one side or the other. Amen. All right, as we wrap up for today, all right, we're loaded up tonight, Hannity, on the Fox News Channel with news and information you won't get anywhere. And the most amazing story that is not being told is all the Trump economic Armageddon talk. Where are all those people now? You know, historic jobs report, incredible economy. Europe grows at 0.3% the last two quarters. You know, we have a government shutdown and grow at 3.2%. We'll get into all of that tonight. Now, this issue involving Ukraine, 
collusion conspiring to impact the 2016 election is getting bigger by the second. We have full and complete coverage of all of that. Carter Page also reacts to all of the new news that has come out. The degree of spying, including a hot Russian bombshell, Greg Jarrett, Larry Elder, Carl Rove, and yes, the Robertsons that want to baptize me in an alligator swamp. I can't do it. It's all happening tonight, 9 Eastern. Hannity, Fox, thanks for being with us. We'll see you tonight, back here tomorrow. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, they have supported our nation's heroes and their families ever since. Heroes like Marine Corps Sergeant Adam Mayo. Now, Mayo served our nation for over seven years before he was catastrophically injured during training. Now, he was left paralyzed from the chest down, severely limiting his ability to move around his home independently. Now, Tunnel to Towers paid for Sergeant Mayo's mortgage, and that removed that financial burden from him and his family. The foundation gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his very specific needs and injuries. And Tunnel to Towers has already come to the aid of so many heroes and their families by providing mortgage-free homes. They can only do it with your generosity. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget. We hope you'll join all of us here at Team Hannity. Go to their website, commit to $11 a month. Go to the letter T, the number two, the letter T.org. The letter T, the number two, the letter T.org for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Hey, if you want a firearm that is easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from our friends at Henry Repeating Arms. Now, it is a portable rifle that you can put together, take apart in just minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case that it comes in. It's so small, you can store it pretty much anywhere. And it's light enough to carry everywhere. Now it comes in black and two different camo patterns, and you can pick one up for three to four hundred bucks depending on the finish. Check out their videos. Go to their website. It's one word, henryusa.com slash survival. And while you're there, make sure you order their free catalog. Now, Henry makes more than 200 rifles and shotguns and revolvers, all made in America, all backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website, henryusa.com. Get their free catalog. They'll send you free decals and a list of dealers where you are. That's HenryUSA.com. Free catalog decals for the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. Hollywood is under siege from an external force. Now, the same Hollywood that sold the American dream. They are now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Now, you can join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in the Hollywood Takeover brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some of the major studios. Now, don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. And for a limited time, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free at HollywoodTakeover.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N.